Hey guys, I'm Jason Guyman, host of the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I am a self-employed entrepreneur. I grew my pressure washing business to a million dollar business in just under five years. And now I'm helping hundreds of pressure washers start and grow their pressure washing business also. I'm helping you so that you can be the king of pressure washing in your area. Today's show is going to be an awesome show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. Are you ready to get to the next level? Let's get started. What up, guys? Jason Guyman here with PressureWashHelp.com, King of Pressure Washing. And tonight I got Donovan on. And we're going to, I want to hit on, um, I was actually seeing some stuff early and I want to hit on, you know, why do people go out of business? Why are some things that cause people go out of business? And a lot of it has to come down with is how much are you worth? Are you worth $300 an hour? What makes you worth $300 an hour? What are things that set you apart to make you worth 300 bucks an hour or $400 an hour or $500 an hour, maybe a thousand dollars an hour who I'm not there to judge who what you were. So that's what I'm going to hit on. I've actually got seven, eight points that we're going to hit on. I got Donovan here with me that we're going to shoot these back and forth. So before we get started, just in case nobody knows who Donovan is, Donovan, tell me a little bit of just who about who are you and that kind of good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Um, so my name's Donovan Questenberry. I grew up in an entrepreneurial family, so start my own business just as it was second nature to me. Um, in high school, I tell everybody right about the time you get interested in ladies, find out you got to have a little bit of money, makes things a little bit more fun. And uh, yay, yeah, Big Rob, it was great seeing you there. Um, and so and so I started my own business in high school. Um, it was a window cleaning company. I decided to go full time after I graduated high school. And kind of played around with the business, you know, for, I don't know, five years, probably just kind of played around with it, put it on cruise control. I kind of got my business up to the point where um, I didn't have to work. I didn't have to go out on the truck. I didn't have to answer the phone all the time. I just kind of got it to the point where my lifestyle was paid off and kind of put on cruise control. And about three or four years ago, I um, met Jason online pretty much, and we hit it off real well. Jason introduced me to a premium price structure, whereas before I didn't quite know that my value and, and I was doing everything really competitively priced. And while my lifestyle was paid off, like if we ever had like a down month or two weeks of rain or anything like that, like we were, you know, I was struggling. It was one of those situations where, you know, I barely, uh, you know, I was, I was barely getting by, even though everything looked good from the outside. I didn't quite know my market value. I didn't know my personal value. And uh, hey, Reggie. I thought you said you were going to swing by the shop. I thought you said that was going to happen, Reggie. Hey, what, what, what's going on there, Reggie? Hasn't happened yet. It's been two weeks. Um, so I was giving and, him uh, crap earlier too. tonight too. So just so Reggie <laughs> is one of our. He was one of our students last year. He's supposed to be a student this year for Christmas lights, and so um, he didn't even come to. My, he didn't even come to my my class at the huge. I mean, he picked somebody you know some schmuck other than me. So I don't know what what's that's up with that. Man, what's up with that? Um, so yeah, kind of like Jason, I'm a family man guy. I I uh, I'm married, got two kids, got one on the way, and then uh, my my hobby is uh, dog training. So I got a little uh, puppy who who likes to nibble on people, and we encourage it a little bit. And 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 if you don't know Donovan. He likes to talk aloud. 
out loud a lot. So, um, you know, he's not yelling at you. Well, he might be, but not really. Um, so he just gets happy and excited. And But he also yeah. has reasons why he talks loud, too. So Or so he says, but... Yeah, yeah. No, my my wife and all her family is pretty much deaf. So the fact that I'm always yelling at everybody, people who met me at the, uh, I'm coming. I've been very busy. Yeah, okay. Um, so everybody who met me at the huge is like, man, why are you yelling? Well, my wife, my wife has hearing loss, so I'm just naturally pretty loud. And then when I get excited, I get excited about business. I I like a few things. I like farming. I like my dogs. I like my family, and then I like business. So if we're talking about any of those things, I'm just like a little kid on sugar. I just get bubbly and I get real passionate about it. So, Yep. I agree. So the one thing, the number one thing I think that I see that, that can help people be successful in business is, is it's all about the mindset. A lot of times, and me and my wife's been talking about this a lot here lately of um, the whole mindset issues of, you know, is, are you, are you have a positive mindset? Do you have a mentality to be able to have a mindset of making money? You know, like I put on there, the $300 an hour, you know, this is something that you got to have a mindset because if you don't have a mindset for that, there's no way you will be able to get to that. That's just part of what you got to have that positive mindset, you know, setting goals. I was listening to Grant Cardone's book, 10X. You know, when we set goals, don't set a $100,000 goal. 10X that. Go for a million dollars. What's worse can happen? You come up at 200000 Well, it's better than your first original goal. Because what happens is, is if you set a goal of, say, 100000 and you get close to it in, at six months, well, then you're not going to try very hard the, the next six months. And so having that positive mindset can really set you apart and really push you and get you to the next level. What's your thought on a positive mindset? I think I think a positive mindset is probably the number one requirement of an entrepreneur. I, I mean, I, I really think that it's that important. And I also think that entrepreneurs, we have a tendency to not work well with other people or may, maybe we work well with other people, but maybe not listen to other people as well as we should unless we see like great value in them. And another characteristic is just our, if you're like me, like I know my happiness level or my activity level can go, can do this quite a bit. Right. So when I'm up here, right, I'm the most productive person in the world. But then also, you know, we get happy, we get happy, we get burnt out. All right. We're going to take a break. We're going to binge watch Netflix. We're going to come down here. We're not going to work on. And the next thing you know, like we can be down here. And, and if life hits us when we're down here, if something happens to our business, if we wreck our, our truck or, you know, dog gets hit by a car, you know, if something happens while we're down here. We have a tendency to stay down here as business owners. I've seen it so many times. It's not just business burnout, but it's like a state of depression. Um, and I've seen it so much with business owners that you can literally stay there. And that, it's happened to me before. I'll be real transparent. Like um, my wife and I didn't have any kids yet. So, but, it, you know, I, I believe I was married at the time. Um, yep, we were definitely married because I noticed that what happened is I just I got to that place where I, I can't even tell you what led to it, but I just got to that inactivity. I didn't have anything to like get me motivated again. I wasn't doing jobs like I should at that time. A lot of the work was dependent upon me. We maxed out our credit cards and I literally just sat on my ass and did nothing. Um, and it took 
you know, it just took me a jump start, a good mental attitude, and then it took like me just kind of getting out of it. And you know what it did to our finances? I mean, it took us a, a full year to dig ourselves out of that. Um, so I've just like when you've been that kind of low before, you 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 realize you're like, all right, I'm going to do whatever it takes to never get in that position again. And for me, it's like having that good attitude. And you know, also know, I kind of like hyper fixate on things. So I'm going to spend a whole lot of time doing this one thing, but then I'm going to stop doing it and I'm going to spend a whole leave it. Hey, hush. Um, and then I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to spend a whole lot of time focusing on something else. So for me, it's like, I realized have, when I have that good attitude and I'm super productive, I need to go ahead and get that task or whatever to a place where I can delegate it to somebody else so that they can continue with that, you know, that good attitude. Yes. So that's what I've learned to move from good state, productive state to good state, to good state, to good state. And, um, having a great attitude, it's, it's the most important thing. You know, and I've been hitting on the positive attitude a lot here myself, and it's not just about business. You know, it's about dealing with your kids, you know, having that positive attitude with your kids, you know, not saying you can't do that. Yes, you can do anything you want. You know, if you have parents that are, you know, the negative Nellies, that can be really hard on you, especially as an adult. And so don't do that to your own kids. You know, don't be a negative Nelly to your own kids. Yes, they can do anything they want. If it costs money, then maybe you need to go work a little bit more. Do we need to do that within restraints? Yes, but you know, don't be like, well, we can't do that. We can't do this. We can't be positive. When you are a positive, it will help your kids be so much better. They can do so much more than you would ever even dream of when they got a positive supporting parent. So it's not just in business, but it's also in parenting too. So, Donovan, go ahead. I think a lot of times, like, what I've noticed is that um, I would talk to, like, this past, what was it, two weeks ago was a huge, it was two, two weeks now, two or three weeks, and I was talking to people, um, a hundred, uh, at least a hundred different people I think I got to talk to, um, and really kind of connect with them. I mean, other people I just said hi and bye, but I think I really got a chance to connect to probably a hundred, a hundred people over the, over the two or three days that we were there. And I would ask the same questions. Hey, why are you doing this? Why, why aren't you doing this? And what really amazed me was that the same exact reason for somebody doing it was also the same exact excuse why somebody else was not doing it. It was the same exact thing. Well, my family, you know, there's the reason why I'm doing this. Well, my family, I got too many things. That's why I can't do this. I mean, literally, it was the same exact reason. And the difference was the positive mindset, looking at it in a positive light, saying I can, or looking at it in a positive light, saying I can't. You know, I don't have enough money, so I need to go advertise. I don't have enough money, so I can't advertise my business. <laughs> you know, it, it was literally, I mean, literally the same exact reasoning. Um, and the difference was either I can or I can't. Yep. That all it's all with that T, um, you know, and then the number two thing is, is Donovan hit on it. You can't be scared to work hard. If you're will, if you're not willing to do, do what it takes, then stop right now, because it is going to take some time. Now, I'm not saying you got to, you know, some of these people, you got to hustle and you got to grind 80 hours a week and never see your family. I'm not saying that at all. In fact, I would, you know, I might say that you might need to do that for a little bit just to get going and, and stuff like that. But I'm not saying you got to do this year in and year out because at that point, 
we, I'm all about family. You know, I want my kids, I want my kids to know who I am. I don't want my kids to think I'm just somebody that works all the time and I'm just supporting their habits and stuff. I want to be there with them. And so I want you to be there. Like, you know, I had Greg Townsend on and he's a, he's their football coach and he's sending me that they won this weekend. And I know that's what he wants and down deep pressure washing allows us to do that, but that's what he wants to do. And that's the, the, the thing. And so don't overwork that. You just got to keep going, keep going, keep going, you know, because a lot of times what this mentality comes down to is, is I got to do all this work. And what the biggest problem is, is you're not charging enough. You're not yeah. doing the things that you need to do to charge enough because you don't think your worth is what you are really worth. You think you're worth $50 an hour when really you should be thinking your worth is $300 an hour, $500 an hour. You know, those are the things that you got to really look out at and do. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you look at it this way, everybody, so I'm kind of known for gutter cleaning. That's our bread and butter service. We we like to hop on ladders. We like to hop on roofs and run around like monkeys. Um, that doesn't bother us at all. And if you look at what does the average person get paid for cleaning gutters? Well, it's a task that anybody can do. I mean, anybody can do it. Literally, you got 70-year-old grandpas climbing up there, you know, with a rake, scraping stuff out of the gutter. So the average person doesn't get paid anything for that. The average person, if we average it out, you got the one house. You, you know, you got uh, 20 people who would hire their grandkids to do it for, you know, 20 bucks. You got 20 people who do it themselves and you got 30 people who pay $100 and you got 10, 15, 20 of them that would pay $300. So the range goes from three uh, or from 300 to free. And so what's your average in there? Um, well, if you're just looking at what most people would pay, then you're never going to charge the $300, right? Um so knowing your worth, I mean, knowing what to charge and stuff like that, my piece of advice is like, hey, go look at the most successful businesses. If you don't know what you're worth, if you don't know where to start, go look at the most successful businesses. And those are typically the ones who can afford for advertising on Google. Find three of them, call them, see how much they charge for a job, get them to price out a job. And there's your there's a good place to start. And if you're pricing, if you're already offering that service and you're hundreds of dollars less than that, then you need to know right then and there. You don't understand your value and you need to quit pricing things between your head and you need to listen to some folks like Jason. And, and I want to prove this as a point. We were at, we were talking to a guy from, um, I believe he was from Illinois, St. Louis, St. Louis area. And he's up there and he's like, man, I'm with, I'm, I'm pricing right with all these other guys. And we're like, what are these other guys? These, well, he started this year and this guy started this year and Dan Platt is like, and and I'm same way. You're not trying. You're not competing with these guys. You want to go compete with these guys that are doing million, two million, three million dollars. These are the guys you're competing with. We don't want the guys that are just getting into business because they don't know what they're doing and charging in the first place. We want to go find out what the big dogs are charging. You know, I, if you want to know what somebody's charging, I want you to go check out um, pressure washing. Um, PPW up in Cleveland, Ohio, in that area. They're in a very area. You know, when you get their quote, you're like, holy smokes. You know, yep. they're quoting stuff out at $18,000, $2,000, and they're getting it. Now, you know what else they're doing? They're screwing the low guy because the low guy is bidding $600, and they'll go all the way down to $500. You know why? Because 
They don't care. They're making it up here on the big dogs. And so they can do that. And so, you know, this is those are the people we want to be pricing with. We don't want to be pricing with all the little guys. We want to be pricing with the big guys. You know, and so what makes you worth that much? What makes me worth $1,000 an hour? What makes me worth $300 an hour? Well, you know, there's not some person out there saying, well, you can only make this. Now, what what there is out there is, is you have an employee mindset and it goes back to the whole mindset. If you have an employee mindset, your mindset is, is I work this many hours. I make $20 an hour. So that's what my, that's what my worth is. So if I can go do pressure wash and make $50 an hour, I'm doing well. But see, that's an employee mindset. That's not the person thinking, well, what about marketing? What about all the other things that go along with it? So, yes, in reality, $300 an hour isn't what you're making, but it's part of where you've got to be at to get there to where you need to get to the next level. I think, uh, like, if somebody's real analytical, if, they, if they're like a numbers person, numbers have always made sense to me. And one reason why I stayed low price for as long as I did is I didn't quite understand the different roles in a business that I personally was fulfilling and then what it would cost me to replace those roles if I wasn't the one doing it. Um, I distinctly remember I had a conversation with a business owner and he asked me, all right, when you went off the truck, how did that, well, like when I finally came off the truck, when I, when I was out of the field, um, what, what, how much lower was my profit percentage? And I said, it didn't change at all. And he didn't understand that. He's like, well, what do you mean? You had to hire other people. I said, yeah, absolutely. But my profit didn't change at all, right? So I was doing, when I'm on the truck and when I'm answering the phone and when I'm doing marketing and when I'm doing all these other things, that that doesn't affect my profit. I'm simply paying myself a wage to do those things. So yeah, I'm earning an income, but the profit is the same. You know, I'm going to earn 10% of profit after, you know, now while I'm working on the truck, maybe I make $200 in a day. And when I'm off the truck, I only put $50 in my pocket. But essentially what that means is that I was working for $150 when I was on the truck and I was doing marketing. I was doing all this other type of stuff. Um, (laughs) You know who that uh, is, don't you, big George? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who George is. Um, (laughs) Man, I am... uh, I should be I should be an inspiration to everybody because if I can do it, I promise any of y'all can do it. <laughs> um, All right. yeah. So that's I a good point. So number number three, develop a relationship with customers by providing excellent customer service, going above and beyond expectations, and being proactive in communication. This in here is probably one of the biggest things that a lot of people struggle with, to be proactive in communication. In this world, communication is everything. If you want to set yourself apart, you have the most amazing communication in every aspect. This is the one thing that will set you apart more than anybody else, from your follow-ups, from answering the phone, to talking on the phone, to talking in the person, but communication goes a long ways, more than what you do. But this is um, providing excellent service, you know, and that's, you know, we're going to set our expectation here for our customer, but then we're going to go one step above that. And that's going to be the wow factor. That's going to be 
Oh, you did this for me? Look at this. And that is what we want at the end of the day. And so when we do this, these are some things that will set you apart from your competition. This here is how you get that higher dollar amount right here, right by itself. Um, I was actually on one of my Zoom calls with my guys earlier today um, with whoever's in the membership. And Dane is out of Lakeland, Florida. And he's like, you know, I talked to the community. I communicated to the customer. The customer said I was way too high um, and I was going to use somebody else. They tried to use the other person. They didn't communicate. They wasn't professional. They came back to Dane and Dane is actually, um, he had three tiers pricing and they didn't pick the bottom one. They didn't pick the middle one. They picked his most expensive package. Now. That's what said being professional, setting expectations, and just going all out on communication can do for your pressure washing business. What's your thoughts on customer service side of things? I think it ties into pricing quite a bit too, right? Um, when you're pricing enough, like you don't have to play mental ping pong of should I give the best service? Because giving the best service, it costs us money. And it cost us time as business owners. And I think that if you have the mindset of giving good safety, or excuse me, giving good customer service or having a high level of safety, like that's a mindset. And, and I think you need to set yourself up to simply eliminate the option of not doing that. Okay. So what I mean by that is if that customer, you're going to make $50 profit off them. Well, who gives a flying fuck if you give them good service or not. I mean, who cares? It's $50. Well, if that customer's worth $50,000, then guess what? You're going to do whatever it takes to keep them happy. And when Miss Jones complains about that one little leaf that is stuck to her front door after you power washed everything, you say, Miss Jones, I am so sorry. And you're going to go out there and you're going to have a bouquet of flowers and you're going to take that leaf off and you're going to take a picture of it and you're going to give her the flowers and say, I'm so sorry. Um, and you're going to be like, I, I you know, uh, if there's anything else, please just don't hesitate to, and you're going to go out of your way. Um, and I can't tell you, I mean, again, when I developed this mindset is when I started doing Christmas lights, Christmas lights. I don't know if you can see it. There we go. Christmas lights. Right. Um, and, and then the, that customer is worth like 20, 30, 40, $50,000 over the span of a lifetime to me. And so I, I adopted the mindset of I'm going to charge enough that I don't care if this is the most picky, biggest pain in the butt client that I ever have to work for. I'm going to show it with a smile, a genuine smile on my face and do whatever it takes to make them happy every single time. Um, and it's kind of like, hey, if you got a new hire and somebody pays you in all cash and you leave it there and you send them out on the truck and you, you let the clients pay you in all cash, do you think that all that's going to be there? Well, I don't know, but I know that if I took a credit card, you know, there's no way that they could steal it. So just eliminate the, um, you know, I, that would be my piece of advice. Eliminate any way for you to not give the best customer service and it'll pay off in the long run. Yep. All right. Number four, find the right customers. <laughs> a lot of times we like to go find the wrong customers. You mm -hmm. know, we want to go to them neighborhoods that they're dirty. I mean, they're mm -hmm. just nasty, green, dirty. Their roofs are all black. And that's got to be the best area to go into. Yeah. Well, I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times, that's not the best area. 
We want to go find where our customers are. We want to go find those customers that live in those 200 to 300 to $800,000 houses. Those are the ones we want. You know, we want to find good customers. We don't want to find cheap customers. And so, you know, we want to find customers that value their time. We want to, because, you know, how much is your time worth with your kids? Is yeah. it worth $20? Is it worth $100? Is it worth $1,000? We don't know. So, you know, this is the things that you got to look at when we're looking for um, anything along the lines of finding the right customers. And, you know, you're not always going to find the right customers everywhere. You know, you're going to find the Karens, but we have to find the right customers. Yeah, so I'll give an analogy. Um, I do not care about my grass in my front yard. I don't care about it. I got I got places right now where where dirt where it's just lines of dirt because I got I bought some siding and I left it there for two months and it killed all the grass and it hasn't grown back in the last six months and I haven't fertilized it. I don't cut it myself. I let it get so long that the people who come and visit me are ashamed and they cut it for me while they're visiting me at the house. Like I just don't care. All right. Now, if a landscaping company comes up and says, hey, dude, I can cut your grass. It's like a foot tall. And, um, and I'd be like, how much are you going to charge? Well, I'll do it for 30 bucks. I'm already doing your neighbors. Yeah, go ahead and do it. Go ahead. But they would have to drive by every single week and convince me. And then I, like every every two or three weeks, I'd be like, nah, it ain't really that tall. I don't care. Nah, you can come check in on me again. Just check in next time. I will never be that person who every seven to 10 days hires a company to come back out and, and cut my grass and aerate it and mulch and weed and that will never be me. So if you're trying to build a business, what do you want? You want a one-off cheap customer like me who doesn't care, doesn't value your service, who you may be able to talk into, or you may be able to get a one-off type job if you catch them at the right time. Or would you like a customer who every seven to 10 days, I mean, they want that perfect manicured lawn and they see the value in there and they're willing to pay you for it. Well, that's a no brainer. So then as a business owner, if we're flipping that around, how do you, how do you find the person? Well, what you do is you go after the lawns that are professionally maintained and you say, hey, I noticed that the, the tips of your grass are a little brown. It looks like that whoever's cutting your grass is doing it during, is doing it during high heat. Maybe he has too much work on his schedule. It, you know, it really should be cut first thing in the morning. My company specializes in that so we can eliminate this little tiny bit right here. Hey, I can give you a better service or, hey, I'm, you know, one special that we're running right now is a uh, free bush trimming. If you have us do our lawn maintenance or you go out there, you say, hey, I see your lawns professionally serviced and you keep track of that. And in the following spring, you tell them, um, hey, your first month is 100 percent free. We're going to come out and cut your grass for a month, 100 percent free and prove to you that we're going to earn your business because, you know, the lifetime value of that customer. So, again, instead of targeting me, who doesn't care, you get creative about targeting the right client. And the easiest way of doing that is finding people who are already paying for it and then just being better at customer service or being a bigger expert at the actual service that you're providing. That's a great point. Like I've got these things right here that I've had for about a year and or yeah, about six, eight months and my gutters are overflowing and you know, my wife is on me and it's still sitting on my desk cause I got to do a video about it. And yes, my yep. gutters are still overflowing and I need to get it done. You know, and I know the effects that yep. can happen to the house, but I'm not my customer. 
So get out there and find the right customers. All right. This one here is one of my favorites is develop a marketing strategy that works for you and your business. What do I, yeah. what you mean? I got to do marketing. Well, yes. In fact, if you need, if the two most important probably on here is develop a marketing strategy and um, develop a relationship with customers. You know, we have to do marketing, whether whatever we're doing with marketing, 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 marketing is what's going to grow your business. That's what's going to get it to the next level. You know, I know some guys that, you know, they do a lot of signs, you know, they do hundreds of signs. They make, you know, Donovan kind of grew his business on the sign bit way of doing stuff, signs. You know, and yep. yes, even when he was doing the $79 gutter cleanouts and $99 gutter cleanouts, that's where he was getting all his business with signs. You know, he just got a website. What was it? Last year, a professionally done website. You know, yeah, all these two, people are two, like, three, oh, I got to get a website. The website's going to grow my business. The website ain't going to do crap. If you think a website's just going to start making your phone just explode. You got another thing coming. Now, if you got time and you got money to set into it and money to sink into it and you got time to get that, then that's a different story. But if you're trying to get up and going, a website ain't going to get you going. He was in business for a long time without a website. Bobby Walker, been in business a long time, four or five years before he ever got a website. So, you know, just some things that you got to think about. Do signs, do Facebook, do whatever you're going to do, but do it, you know, and you got to go all in. This is kind of like where Donovan was saying he's got ADD and he can hyper-focus on something. That's what I want you to do with marketing. Find one one form of marketing and hyper-focus on it. I want you to be the best at Facebook. I want you to be the best at putting signs out that ever, that you're doing it relentless. You know, you're doing it prolific and you're doing it relentless. It doesn't matter if it's six feet of snow out there, you're putting up them signs or you're doing that Facebook live that probably makes you just cringe inside when I say that word, but you're doing it and you're doing it relentless and you're being hyper-focused and you're going to do that. You keep doing that one thing, then it's going to grow other things. So like, for instance, you can do that. And, you know, while you're working on signs, you're working on your Google My Business. You're getting the photos. You're getting the reviews. You're doing all these things. And when you do that, things start growing. Yeah, you got to have a plan. I mean, you can't you can't just also just go out and just, okay, I'm going to go do two or three things here. And then, huh, maybe I'll try this. And eh, let me try that. And I'll do this. And Jason said to do steps one through ten, but I don't agree with steps seven and and three, so I'm just going to skip those steps. And you, you got to go out and have a diligent plan. And also, like, say, if I, I don't know where everybody's at on here, I, I'm sure there's some people who are just starting their business. Um, you know, so I say you don't even need to put in like 17 hour days. That's what I did because I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And then I kind of half assed it during those 17 hours. But it, my thing is like eight to 10 hours a day, but that's seven days a week. And if you're not actually out there working, then you're working to get work. Um, and you need to be doing something. You need to definitely be doing something. And then once you start getting busy, right? So Jason talks about this all the time. You can invest time or you can invest money. Or you can invest both. Well, in the beginning, you probably got a little bit more time than you do money. So once you start working, though, you're putting less time into marketing. So you need to know both of those. You need to know, how do I get clients? If I need clients and I only have time to invest, how do I get them? 
If I need clients and I only have money to invest, how do I get them? That way, when you're busy working, you keep you now have more money coming in, and now you know how to invest money. I know a lot of people, they're like, well, if I go out and knock on 100 doors and put out 300-yard signs and do 30,000 flyers, I know I can get a month's worth of work. Okay, well, then you're going to be working, then you're going to go back down to zero. And I know some people who don't know how to get a single lead off of Google or off of you know Facebook or off of any paid service. You got to know both. Yep. And I see some people saying, you know, you can't do signs, you can't do stuff. Here's the thing. You know what? You might not be able to do that, but you got to do something else then. You got to be super hyper-focused on one thing. Don't sit there. I, I mean, I know I teach throw mud on the wall to see what sticks. But when we find out what sticks, that's what we got to hammer. I mean, we drive that nail till we can't drive no more. Um, you know, we're, we're driving it through the drywall. You know, we're going to drive it till we can't get no more out of that. You know, so if you can't do signs, then you got to come up with different ways. You got to figure out different ways to do it. There's more of the ways to skin a cat than one. You know, maybe you're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You know, and you might say, well, Facebook ads don't work. I didn't say nothing about Facebook ads. There's Facebook as a regular. There's Facebook um, groups. There's all different kinds of things out there that we can do that we, it's not just about, you know, Facebook, that kind of thing. So don't sit there and think that you can only do certain things and that's it. You know, when we get in that mindset of, well, I can't do that because we're here, then figure out something that you can do. Figure out what you can do. Because when we focus on what we can't do, we don't focus on what we can do. And I want you to focus on what we can do. And, and the other thing is, like, having that good mindset is that you're going to be thinking about it all the time. I mean, I don't know. I, I've a lot of times gone to bed thinking about something. And then I wake up in the morning and I have the answer. And, and that's because my brain's still working and I'm always thinking about it. And my brain, like I've trained my brain to look for the answer instead of, oh, I can't do this. I can't do this. I got some people that for every solution I give them, they can come up with another problem. But you kind of really train yourself to like every time you see something, it's a how to. It's how do I overcome this? What's the solution? What's the way out? And when you start thinking that way and you got a positive mindset, like, Hey, if Donovan can do it, this this skinny, you know, this skinny doofus can do it. And and there's there's definitely a way that I could do it. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm telling you, I should inspire you because again, if I can do it, any of y'all can do it. And look at Jason. I'm not I'm not saying Jason, you know, and but he's not the sharpest hack in the shed, but oh boy, he sold a million dollar business and he's doing pretty good for himself after the fact, too. I mean, if we can do it, y'all can do it. Yep. Amen. And I mean, if Al can do it, anybody can. Do it. That's what I was gonna and, say. I thought you booted. I thought you booted Al off, but I guess Al's back. I missed Al last couple of. Lives. Al, Al come crying on me on text message inside to let him back in because he went to see Greg, and so I told him he had to have his good boy pants on, otherwise he like get booted again. So I like Al. <laughs> um, develop a strategy for lead generation. This is, kind of goes back into marketing. Um, appointment yep. settings and sales conversations and just systems as in general. You know, once we get yep. to a certain level, we got to start coming up with systems. We have to have systems for all different kinds of things. We need systems not only for the operation side of things. We need systems for, you know, how we take phone calls, 
How, what's the, what's the customer's journey? Basically, that's what we have to figure out is, is what the customer journey is. And the reason why we're doing this for is, is the book E-Myth. E-Myth talks about this a lot. E-Myth is one of those things that, you know, we want to write down everybody, you're going to write your name in every position. But the goal is, is to start erasing those positions. Ops manager, service manager, technician, um, secretary, um, CEO, you know, we got to make sure that we sit there and we can start racing our names out so we can start growing our business. Now, you know, you might not want to grow your business. You might want to be a one man band and that's fine. But I also want to recognize you to some things that can happen as a one man band. You know, if you get hurt, there's a guy in Boston right now, he's twisted his ankle. He's going to be out for six to eight weeks because he got hurt. You know what? What's going to happen, especially if you owned your own business and you got hurt right now? Is Are you going to be able to keep feeding your family or is things going to get a little rough and tough? You know, and so that's what happens. You know, Nick Sick was on the Zoom call tonight and, you know, he got hit by a truck last year and his leg is jacked up. Like it looks like spaghetti jacked up. You know what? He had to go from I'm all by myself to I got to have an employee to be able to do this stuff. And so these are some things that we got to look at and start putting those systems in place so that way we can grow our business. Yeah. And so I guess specifically talking about the the lead generation or like from a source standpoint, that's that's one big reason why I really pulled the trigger on having a nice website. Is because I was so busy doing other things that my system for capturing those leads, it's not just a matter of generating the leads, but I feel like capturing them and converting them into paying clients. Um, you got to have a system for that. So when you're out in the field, like, what are you going to do when you're taking that phone call or when a neighbor walks up to you or everything else? So for me, like the website was a huge part of that system of lead generation of my goal was just get as many people as I can to go to my website. Because I don't have a high ranking uh, website on SEO. Very few people find me through just organically through my website, but they're going to find me through Google My Business. They're going to find me through Facebook. They're going to find me through a business card, a yard sign, a flyer, me telling them whatever. And when they go to my website, I want to capture and convert them into a new lead. So, you know, it's, it's also a matter of how are you capturing that lead? It, I mean, everybody in the world needs gutter cleaning. How are you going to convince them? And when they're convinced, how are they going to find you? So, yep. yep. And then number seven is kind of the same with that is, is creating systems that work for you. And don't be afraid to change if necessary. So, you know, you got to get systems in place. And right now you have systems in place. They might not be the most effective. They might not be very good. So it's okay to start changing your systems to start creating what you need to be so that way you can start growing your business. So that way you can start doing, you know, $10,000 a month. So that way you can start doing $10,000 a week. You know, I got Pink Pro Wash up in Michigan doing $10,000 a week, making 80, in the last two months, he made over $80,000. You know, he was a garbage man. $10,000 days. I'm not trying to be a jerk or anything, but we hit last, 10,000 more days all the time doing lights. And last year, he he was a garbage man. And in the last two months, he's made more money than he made all year as a garbage man. So, you know, it is all about making sure that you have systems in place to grow your business. 
Number seven, number eight, actually. Don't stop learning. Never stop learning. Um, you know, I, I, I pay for training. Donovan pays for dog training. You know, Donovan, Donovan, that's Donovan's new, um, habit is expensive habit is dog training right now. And, um, very expensive. I, did, I had no clue, <laughs> you know, but you know, he could learn all that stuff off of YouTube. He could find everything he's learning off of YouTube, but yeah. you know what? That dog learns a lot faster by having paid training versus YouTube at the end of the day. So don't stop learning. That is what I'm going to say. You know, read books, do the things you need to do to keep learning. Take classes. If you suck at sales, take sales classes. If you suck at um, talking on the phone, take communication classes. If you suck at marketing, take marketing classes. If you suck at pressure washing, take pressurewashhelp.com slash free or pressurewashhelp.com slash dates either one of those two things which is an in-person class you know and that's not even the dates i want it but training dates you know these are some things that you want to look at to keep learning keep moving forward a lot of times did you do that donovan i didn't know you could do it on your side what do what put the biggest thing or did that just come up or you know what that was my last picture that was me doing it. never mind um but never stop learning always keep moving forward always keep learning never stop trying to think that you know it all i don't know it all i went to the huge and i learned all kind of things there because i never want to stop learning i try to figure out whatever i can because you know what i've learned here recently in the last probably couple years you know, I know I got enough haters out there that people will be like, all you want is money. All you want is money, Jason. You can find it all on YouTube for free. You, you're right. You can find, you can go and take Harvard classes that are on YouTube right now for free. But do you think you're going to learn what you need to learn? Do you think you're going to learn the things that are going to grow your business? You know what I learned the biggest thing is, is when you open your wallet, usually your brain opens up with it. Because Donovan's training his dog. Do you think if he didn't open his wallet, he get wouldn't do it? No. That dog, the dog he's trying to train is a dog that will bite your tail off and give it to you for lunch and not even think twice. It isn't it isn't a little poodle doggy friendly little dog that Donovan's trying to grow. But I just wanted to hit on that is is you have to make sure that you keep learning, you keep moving forward. Well, let's let's take that analogy like a step farther, right? And and you made a huge point right there. It's like, what what do you want out of being a service business provider, right? A, a service based business. Um, and and so let's let's take that into a dog analogy. Do you want a little Chihuahua? Okay, look, if you got a vicious Chihuahua, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it just it really it it doesn't matter. If it runs up and bites somebody, it's gonna suck. But you, you know, a chihuahua is never going to kill a kid, right? A chihuahua is never going to, I mean, worst case scenario, it just doesn't matter. So there's a lot of people who want their business. They want to work a full-time job and they want to go out on the weekend and they want to work Saturdays and maybe Sundays or maybe a couple of days after work in the summer and make an extra couple thousand dollars a month. Hey, I mean, that's there, there's absolutely nothing wrong about that, but you still need to learn the proper way of like, washing and house so that you don't you know fry the whole electric system so that you don't bleach the paint and so that you don't kill the koi fish and so there's a certain level that you need to learn 
but you don't need to focus so much on the business system side of things because it doesn't really matter. You, you're looking after four or five jobs a month to make a couple thousand bucks. I mean, you just don't need all of that. And then there's other people who they want to go full time. Right. So you want to have a big, strong dog or you want to get let's say you want to get a pit bull or something like that. And you want it to be a good family dog. You want it to be around other dogs and other people. And you just want like a big dog. And, and but you're not training it to do a job. Right. And so these are your, your business owners. So they just want to be in business for themselves. Uh, man, nah, the chihuahuas aren't even the uh, aren't even the ankle biters, man. The chihuahuas are like, uh, I mean, the ninety nine dollar ankle biters. And I don't think chihuahuas are up to 99 bucks, man. Them things are like glorified cats. Um, but uh, so, you know, the, the business owner who he wants to answer all his phone phone calls, he wants to go out and do the work, and he wants to be able to take weekends off, take holidays off. He wants to tell his boss to shove it, right? He finally did that. He made the leap. And he's also okay, like, not even, like, working during the wintertime or, you know, he's okay with downtime. He just wants to control his own schedule. Well, you're going to have to get good and you're going to have to start learning a little bit about business systems. You're going to have to get your knowledge about that. You are definitely not going to get all of that off of YouTube and go right out the bat. And you're going to have to take some training. You're going to have to read some books. You're going to have to do some of these things. Or you're going to have to spend 10, 15 years figuring it out. And you're probably going to struggle for a while before you actually can make decent, a decent income and a decent living doing it that way. And then you got the people who want to have working dogs. And or you want to have like a game bread pit bull or, you know, you want to have a powerful dog that has a, a purpose behind it. Um, you know, so my my puppy, he's he's a 50 percent Malamar, 50 percent German Shepherd. He's, he looks like a police dog. And, you know, my goal is if anybody comes around the shop that he uh, encourages them to leave. And, you know, we're also going to do some sports. We're going to do some bite sports and stuff like that. And what I'm learning quickly, quickly, quickly is that everything that I learned from YouTube whatever it gave me the foundation when he was a puppy but i quickly got and way over my head there's no way that i could take this dog for what he's bred to do and what i'm trying to do and handle it all myself i i have to learn twice as much as he does because he picks up on it. he's a dog but my ability to teach him there is is not there most people they get in business for themselves and they they go from a weekend warrior to a full-time operator and then they, they get so busy with that that they're like, okay, well, I have to, you know, I have to hire somebody for the office or I have to get three or four or five crews. I'm going to talk to my friends and my family and this, and we're going to build this big business and make all this money. And then they want to like, you know, they, 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 I was about to say something mean, but they, they essentially get in way over their heads and they're not making any money. They don't understand business. They don't understand their systems. And they get to the point where they're ready to quit and give it up and get a job. Or they're like, they're, they're um avid about getting some training and developing systems so that they don't have to live like that anymore and it usually comes from a place of desperation right something changes in their life like uh they had their first kid and they're like holy cow i i mean it was okay for me to run a crappy business when it was just me and my wife but now that i got kids like i got to get serious about this so if that's if that's your case if you ever want to get off the truck or if you ever want to have a business that produces Without you going out there and breaking your back, it is imperative, imperative that you uh, that you, that you get some training, that you get some sort of mentorship. And I'm just going to be honest with you. You can't get it off YouTube. Um, it, you you absolutely just can't. You got to tie in with somebody who has the knowledge and more importantly is willing to teach you. 
So, and this is something that you know I see over and over. Donovan sees over and over. He's been trying to buy. You know, there's a guy coming to him wanting to buy his business because he's burned out. They've been in it three, four years, and they got one or two employees. They never put the right systems in place. They've never done the things they needed to do, and they're burning out. You know, they're not making. They're making okay money. But it's just one of those headaches that just isn't going away that they can't figure it out. And a lot of times it's one of those things, you know, you know, it's the whole, you know, and I know people will be like, well, you coaches all, you know, your coach through when you have a kid, they're coached all the way through their whole life um, through soccer or basketball or that. And then you don't see these guys getting. So Michael Jordan was coached all the way through college. You didn't see him going through um, his professional without a coach the whole time. Why is that? Because that coach is going to should bring out what's best in you. Now, I'm not saying all coaches are good. Some coaches are they, they suck. That's just part of it. That's just what it is, you know. But if you find a good coach, they can send. They can take you to the next level. They can make you ten times better than what you would ever need to do at the end of the day. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the next thing is, is if you are just starting out wanting to learn either pressure washing or Christmas lights, we are having a class in Raleigh, the um, September the 17th through the 19th, I think, Donovan's shop. Um, If we're doing Christmas lights, Christmas lights is super profitable. Super Christmas lights is, is almost retarded profitable and so um we were going to have a class down in raleigh it is a great class it is a two-day class um it's actually going to be pressure washing will be friday if you want to do pressure washing and christmas lights that's a whole package deal if you just want to do pressure washing or you only want to do christmas lights that's a package deal but pressure washing will be all friday there's not going to be no marketing or nothing like that on friday and then on Saturday is all marketing. It's going to be all safety and aerial safety. So that way you kind of learn that. We're going to go over CRMs. I'm actually going to go a little bit in more in depth than what I have before in my other classes. And then on Sunday is going to be all about Christmas lights. Now this year we did do some different things that if you have an employee that you want to send employees to get trained for Christmas lights, we are going to have Christmas light training on Saturday or Sunday. I'm sorry. Um, we will put a little bit of ladder safety in there, but most of the ladder safety and all that's going to come on Saturday afternoon after uh, marketing. So that way, whether you're there for pressure washing or Christmas lights, you're going to get ladder safety training um, because I don't want nobody falling off and getting hurt. I don't want nobody to die of that kind of stuff. So Christmas lights is definitely something that would you do Christmas lights if you lived in Buffalo? Absolutely, I would. Um, there's a ton of money up that way, and and that's what you want to do. Um, you kind of got to change when you put them up and get them down, but there's a ton of money there to be made in Christmas lights. So Christmas lights is definitely something that I love and passionate about. Um, Donovan has became loved and passionate about it because he makes he did almost two hundred fifty thousand dollars in Christmas lights in year three, which was technically almost about year two, but that's fun. Um, and so Christmas lights are amazing. So you got any words on it? Yeah. So I I get a real good sense of enjoyment, right? And just with my personality, when I'm impassionate or when I'm enjoying something, I'm going to do it a lot more. 
Um, I'll be honest with you, like gutter cleaning, power wash and window cleaning, that, that sort of pays the bill. Um, I enjoy every now and again getting out and working, working up a sweat or whatever, but I genuinely enjoy actually hanging Christmas lights. And the reason for that is it actually makes a pretty big impact in people's lives. Um, I mean, and and even when it doesn't make like a huge, huge impact, like it brings like families together, it seems like. Everybody kind of goes around, they enjoy seeing the lights. You get all these compliments and everything else, and you get people while we're putting up the the big displays or like doing HOAs or something. People roll down the windows, are like, "Thank you so much! I look forward to this every single year. It brings us so much joy." And you just don't get that from a lot of service type businesses, right? What it's like sometimes when we're doing service business, like whether you're a mechanic or something like that, it's like, "Oh." This is the crap I don't want you to do. So I'm going to just pay you to do it so I don't have to handle it. Um, you know, but with Christmas lights, it's one of those things like, uh, and Jason, you, I know you've run into this. We've talked about it before, but every year we got a couple of clients where it's like their last Christmas and they decide, you know, hey, th- this is what we're going to do to try to honor the family member. Or you get a kid who's fighting a certain battle or, you know, maybe a kid who their mom or dad's a soldier and didn't come back from overseas. And you get you get situations like that where you can actually make a true impact in people's lives. And it's it's so crazy. Like I have very few people run up to me and be like, hey, you're the gutter guy. But I, I'm, I could be out and about and they're like, hey, you're the Christmas light guy. Um, so it's just, it's something that I really, really, really enjoy. And it's something that because I've run into those situations where it has made such an impact on people's lives, like I take it really seriously too. When I tell somebody like, hey, I, I get that this is a premium service, but literally once you approve the design, we are going to take care of everything else. And we are going to make it the most memorable, like special holiday that you that you've ever experienced. Like I take that real seriously. Um, and it kind of gets goes back into everything else that we've talked about. Like that's one reason why I am premium is because I want to be able to afford like, you know, whatever. Say Say that little kid. Uh, his his dad's coming home for Christmas or something like that, and and he's been overseas and he gets special leave or something like that to come home, but he only he only has a couple of days home. Like I want to make sure those lights are working. So if I got to head out there two days before Christmas or something like that, last minute to fix some lights, I want to make sure that I have the manpower to do it, and then I got the expertise and the materials on hand, and then I can afford to do it. Um, so it really it it's really like a culmination of everything that we've talked about today the right customer, the right mindset, the right price. Um, and I just, it's something that I'm just so passionate about that every time I start talking to a customer about it, it, it comes across and it's, it's natural. It's not like a sleazy salesman type thing. And so in this training, it's all hands on. It's all you do it and we show you how to do it and you get to do it. Um, it's not, hey, watch Jason spray a building. Hey, watch Jason put Christmas lights up. We have a, um, a, 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 a house that is, you know, leveled with the, that's three, four feet off the ground. That way you can hang the lights on the gutter, all of those things. So that way we can show you how things work. So it's not just Jason showing you, it's you getting to do it. Because, right. you know, if you're just going to watch somebody, you don't need to come to class at that point. Um, it's yeah, not going to do you no good. So Jason. that is something that, that I'm going to hit on. I'm going to hit on a couple more questions right here because you are 100%. Not everybody on YouTube is a good coach, and not everyone on YouTube has the best interest in heart. And you're 100% right, Robert. Um, you know, I see it a lot of times. 
um, that, you know, there, I can, I can name you a bunch, but I'm not going to, um, you know, like I've said, I do have a membership. That's how I make my money, but I've pretty much given everything out there on YouTube land of how to rather start a Christmas site business, how to start a pressure wash business from start to finish. You know, yes, you're going to have to go dig for it, but it's out there. Guarantee it. Um, so even my Christmas lights, if you haven't checked out my Christmas light channel, I do have a Christmas light channel. You can go check out christmaslightshelp.com slash YouTube, and that will take you to there. Actually, I will be having uh, live every Monday night is what I'm doing that, giving information because I want to make sure you all are successful. Um, I want you all to be successful. Um, Jason, excellent topics. Where do you recommend to get this kind of coaching mentorship? I don't personally have, I've, I have one that's $2.99 a month. I'm not pushing that at all. Um, and I'm not pushing any one, one or the other. There's maybe one out there that I would maybe consider pushing, um, but I'm not going to say it right now. Um, but there is somebody that if you're in that level. Now, you, for the person I'm telling about this person, you got to be about that two fifty to five hundred thousand dollar level before it's a really good fit for you. You got to be off the truck. You got to be trying to get to that next level. So if you're still in that trying to grow phase, that, you know that's going to be a different type of person at that point. Um, everybody except Jason, you know. And so I mean, I just try to help you guys grow. I know I've given a lot of information out here. Um, Jason must be mad at me. He skips my response and helpful advice. I, you just give lots of helpful advice, and I've been trying to get through a lot of these other ones. I'm not mad at you, F-bomb. Um, and so this is definitely something. When you go for how much is the good amount of a, for a starter Christmas light business budget, um, you don't need a lot, honestly. Um, even if we come to our training, um, the one that's either one for the Christmas light, we're going to give $250 credit, which is enough to get a $300 starter package is what we're going to sell, what it's going to kind of go for. And so that one house that you get that starter package, it's, you know, a C9s, all your plugs, all your electric, it would be enough to make your worth for your one, one house. And so one house could pay pretty much for your class. And so it is definitely something that you can look at and do. Um, Christmas lights isn't really expensive to get into. The biggest thing you got to have with Christmas lights is the safety equipment. You need either yep. Cougar Paws or you don't either. You need Cougar Paws, you need a Goat or a Ridge Pro, um, and you don't have to, but I would highly recommend those. And then you need a 28-foot ladder. And if you need a 40-foot ladder, you could go rent it for a day and take that stupid thing back because nobody likes the 40-foot ladder. Um, but the, those are some things that you can do and look at. Yeah, so, you know, this the, we are definitely talking on power washing channels. So I would say, like, the power washing season is not over. I get that we're, we're kind of ramping down. But, like, y'all can still go balls to the walls and make a lot of money. Like, don't don't slow down before the finish line. Like, go till you get frozen out, right? Um, <clears throat> now, if you're passionate about Christmas lights, here's what I'm going to say. Make sure you can work off a ladder or work on the roof. If you can't do that, focus on power washing. I'm just, I'm just going to be honest with you. Like, you know, while you can make some money, you're not going to love it and be like, passionate about it uh, like like i am so if you step on a three foot if you get three or four feet off the ground and your legs start shaking how are you going to get up there 
you know, two stories up in the air and be hanging on, hanging bulbs off the side of the roof. Like it's just not going to happen. Um, so that that's my prerequisite for Christmas lights. You got to be able to work at heights. If you can't work at heights, just don't just don't think about it. Right. Um, now, my process would be get some training. And I'm not just trying to push our training, but get some training. Go with a premium priced, um, essentially like a lease uh, full of uh, an all inclusive service model. And if you don't understand what that means, you need to watch our lives every Monday or you need to get some training. All right. And then you're going to go, you're going to sell jobs. You're going to collect a 50% deposit. You're going to use that money to buy your materials. You own the materials. You're not selling them to the client. You go, you install the lights starting at the end of October, going into November. You collect the other 50% at the time you install it. And then you purchase more materials and hang up more houses. So you could do that by purchasing training. If you're going to come to Raleigh, it's going to cost you uh, whatever, $600 for the one day. If you're sending an employee, it's going to cost, I don't know, 1500 bucks or something like that for your full, like to learn the business side and the how-to side. But you also, with that, you're going to get, like Jason said, $300 worth of actual lights. Um, and you can use that to put lights up on your own house. You can start the marketing now. There's just, there's so much that you could do. Um, and, and you can do it with very little money. I think my first year I put maybe a thousand, 2000 bucks. I probably put two, two, 3000 bucks into lights. And then I flipped it several times as I installed it. I took that money and I bought more lights. I paid a little bit more for shipping to get it there quickly. Um, and then I did that two or three times and I was installing jobs all the way up to the 24th of uh, December. So you got two or three months that you can do that in and just keep flipping it. And your 2000 turns into 5000 turns into 15000 turns into, you know, you can keep doing it. And I think my first year we did like either fifteen or 20000 somewhere in there. So I didn't make a ton of money, but I learned quite a bit. Yes, put Christmas light signs everywhere. And yes, the $250 um, package for Christmas or October class is also. So that is both yep. of them. Now, not not if you do the employee only day, but if you do right. the business and the uh, you know so so we're we're for larger companies that have a lot of employees that need to get trained. Um, we're doing an employee only day, which is the hands on Christmas day. So that's like a six hundred dollar option. So you can send an employee or whatever. And and we got a lot of companies that are sending one, two, three guys, and they don't need to learn the marketing and the advertising stuff like that. Or they've already taken our class. We got a couple of guys who've already taken it. And now they're just sending employees. So we're doing that just honestly to let them save a little bit of money. Yep. Awesome. Any words of encouragement? Keep a good attitude. Here? Yeah. If um, you need to, you need to kind of like know yourself. So if you're kind of like me, that's like, Ooh, squirrel. Um, or you got those high highs and those low lows. Like you need to realize about yourself and you need to like put yourself in a position where it's kind of holding you accountable. So if you need some good encouragement, Make sure, you know, you're thinking about Christmas lights. Make sure you're available on Mondays to watch Jason's live or make sure that you're available on, you know, Thursdays or Sundays or, uh, you know, to do to do his lives. Make sure that helps you stay accountable and keeps your mindset positive. And even if you never give Jason a dollar, you don't give me a dollar. That's not that's not our primary driver here. We're doing that because we need to make a living. But if, if Jason and I will be regularly one of us, both of us, whatever, through Facebook or through YouTube. You know, we'll be regular so you can use us to keep that that positive mindset. And so long as you do that and you learn one thing a week or one thing a month, you, you'll be good to go. So don't feel like you got to pay somebody a million bucks. Um, we want you to be so successful and get so much value 
out of what we're kind of giving away for free that you choose to do business with us. We don't want, you know, we don't want somebody giving us their last dime thinking like this is the only way that I can be successful. I, I, I don't think you should you should go that route. Just keep a positive mindset. Use the, the YouTube or the Facebook lives to stay positive. And then, you know, if you can support our business and then, then go ahead and do it and it'll be a win win. Is it feasible to start a Christmas site with no employees? Heck yeah. I mean, I did everything myself for year one because we I was so dang busy with my cleaning business that I was like, I didn't even want, honestly, I didn't even want to do a Christmas light business. It was uh, it was Jason Guyman and Fred Zimmerman kind of taught me into it. And I was just like, oh, I'll learn. I'll learn this year. I'm just going to learn some stuff and then I'll do it next year. And they were both like, Donovan, you're an idiot. Just do it. And I'm like, OK, I'll do it. But I'm not going to have any of my employees do it because, you know, if I'm going to lose money, I just want to lose some of my own time. So I did 100 percent of it myself. And even last year, I mean, we did 225 or no, we did over 250 um, with with just two, you know, two, two employees besides myself. So and this here comment is and this is what I'm going to leave off on is take massive action. You know, yeah. it's not just take a little action. We have to take massive action. We want to be hyper focused. We want to be relentless. We want to be um, everything we need to do to keep us going moving forward. That's what we're going to do to grow a business, be successful, and change your family future, if that's what you're looking to do. You can't sit there and do nothing and think you're going to get something out of it. You've got to keep doing it. You've got to keep taking action. And we're not just take action. we got to take massive action. We have yeah. to, you know, we have to 10x it. We have to, if our competitors are posting once a day on Facebook, we're posting 10 times on Facebook. You know what? Because yeah. that's taking massive action. If our customer's putting out 100 signs a month, we're putting out 400 signs a month. Take massive action. When you take massive actions, things will happen. I don't care what you do. I don't care what it's in. When you take massive actions, things will happen. Hope to see you in Raleigh. If not, I'll see you on Sunday. And actually, tomorrow night is Monday night. Go check out Pressure Wash Help or ChristmasLightsHelp.com slash Chris or YouTube, and that is be there. Also, if you're thinking about Christmas lights, you can go to what's the Facebook group? Uh, Christmas light contractors. There's there's a there's a few different Christmas light groups on Facebook, and I will just encourage you. Um, or I'll just say, I'll just put it this way: we are very protective about people who join our group to make sure they're not getting harassed or bad information or just spammed all the time with bye 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 bye. So that that's what I'll say because we run that group, Christmas light contractors. Um, in my opinion, it's the best group there is on uh, on Facebook. And yes, I did put my hotel that I'm staying at when you pay for the thing. So that way it's actually really close to his shop. And that way you can see that it's not down the street where the last guy. Man, that's crackhead central. So Midtown is where we're staying at. So hope you all have a good night and we'll see you later. All right, guys, that is all the time we have for today's show on the King of Pressure Wash podcast. I know you found this as exciting as I did. If you appreciate the work we do it here at King of Pressure Wash, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And give this episode a five-star review. I would appreciate it very much. This helps me get to other people so that they can be successful just like you can be also. And if you're looking to start and grow your own pressure washing business, 
to give you and your family financial freedom, time freedom, be sure to sign up at thekingofpressurewash.com so you can be the king of pressure washing in your area.